Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. Kevin. And I'm John. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look back at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Put the Cookie Down! <laughs> Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies, and we're breaking them all the way down. He got to the best line of the movie. He, he maced me. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Put oh. that cookie down. How's it going, my friend? Oh, yeah. Happy holidays. Happy New Year's, maybe. That's right. Yeah. yeah we got to be this either, either just yeah. before, or just after, probably. 2023. Who could have believed it? <laughs> yeah. huh? If we didn't forget to pay the the subscription bill, we've made it across the. We're still got the podcast up and running. Hopefully, World War Three hasn't started by the time you're listening yeah. to this. Putin's been behaving. Hopefully, he had a good Christmas too. Happy New Year's to DDL Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, so uh, love you, Dame Judy Dench. Judy Dench, the 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 Pink Power Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> Amy Joe Johnson. Amy Joe Johnson is listening. Oh, girl. Hey, girl. Um, Jake Lloyd and and uh, Haley Joel Osment are playing ping pong. Yeah, right in the now. rec room of the the clubhouse. <laughs> or whatever. They're all listening. They're uh, all listening. I'm glad that we could all do this as a family. Yeah. Yeah. We're here uh, to we're here to talk about the final episode of Jingle All the Way. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Classic. No, absolutely. We, as we discussed last time, 1996 Not a Arnold Schwarzenegger Christmas uh, film, Family Fair. Yeah. I um I just had had dinner with a with a woman Brazilian and I was asking her if she had Go seen on. this movie before you know if that whatever yeah and she was like well what was the name in Brazil because you know it had a different name in right, Brazil right, or whatever right. I showed her the title in Brazil but I didn't know what it said in Portuguese or whatever and she's like oh that translates to like toy hero or hero of toys yeah it makes sense because I'm I'm sure that Jingle Bell is maybe not a big yeah well, a, as big a hit in yeah, I don't know how that. I don't know if in they South, have South those. America way. Yeah, like they're not Frosty the Snowman and shit down in the tropics. You know right. what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they have a winter time. They in, do, but not snow. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. In some in some countries in South America, they do. Like it, it gets cold enough to wear a yeah, sweater. Yeah, in, in the Andes or but something. But not on the beach. Not, not in, in Rio. Brazil, <laughs> I don't think. But imagine being like some like whatever Australia, where it's like. The hottest of summer at Christmas time—that'd be just weird, right? I wouldn't look. I wouldn't care for it. I mean, it seems I like would, it, I can't fathom being in Hawaii or Florida at Christmas time. It just sounds depressing. Yeah. Well, then you got that Corona commercial with the the Love palm that, tree. As we've discussed, I think on the podcast before that I'm I'm a fan of that commercial. Yeah. It it, it has stood the test of time. I've seen all over the neighborhood this year, and don't recall ever seeing it before, Christmas cactuses. Uh, Except, is that like a thing? Have you ever heard of that well, before? Like there's, these artificial cactuses people have up in the front yard with lights on them. I've, I, that is new to me. The actual, yeah. actual Christmas cactus, I have, we have two at home. 
Oh, oh, the ones that bloom in yeah. the at Christmas time. Yeah. yeah, okay, but not like but not, these not are like those um Saguaro whatever you call them, cactus. cactuses that are like made out of sheet metal or something. And That's, I'm like, I don't know if that's a southwestern thing for southwestern transplants or something know. like that. It's it sounds needless. Yeah, like you're you're being extra for no reason. <laughs> you want some attention? We love you though. Well, yeah. well yeah, drop if you're us listening. a comment. Tell us, explain it to us. Is it a thing? Maybe it is a thing in the Southwest where, you know, you don't have the snowy thing. Maybe it's like a, you're yeah, representing good your, good your Maybe Southwestern if yeah, heritage. If, you're, if you are or representing your, your heritage culture, or something, yeah. then, yeah, that's fine. Um, I take it back. I take it all back. We have big respect for anyone, however you choose to celebrate your holidays. That's right. Absolutely. As long as you're listening to this podcast, you're all right with us. <laughs> well. And if you're not listening... Then you can go and fuck yourself. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hope your As new year, always. Hope your 2023 sucks dick. <laughs> the, the beauty is if you're listening to this, then you're not offended. And if you're not listening, then you don't even know I said it. That's right. So, don't, uh, don't, I love it. Don't but, cut a single moment of this out. I'll try to I bring us it. up to speed. Yeah, what the fuck has on, been happening on, in this yeah, movie? Yeah, um, basically the premise is that... Uh, Howard Langston, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's on the hunt for the hard-to-find Christmas toy. It's Turbo Man, like a uh, Power Rangers type thing. And he's been uh, him and he's it's been a sex toy. He's been <laughs> he's been clashing all day long with this mailman named Myron, played by Sinbad, <laughs> who's deranged. looking for the same toy. Also, they've just been like button heads and fighting over trying to track one down, but neither one's had any luck. So Howard. Is returned home. He's got this neighbor guy, Ted, trying to move in on his wife. At Christmas. Trying to wreck the home, the Langston home. So he goes into Ted's house with intentions of stealing (laughs) the Turbo Man that Ted was going to give to his son. Uh, Because it's there under the tree. Sets Ted's house on fire. Has a fight with a reindeer. Punches out a reindeer. (laughs) His wife gets in trouble with the wife, who leaves with Ted and the boys to go to the Christmas parade where where Turbo Man's going to be. We've got Howard getting shit housed <laughs> with the reindeer. You know, he had like two beers at he's, that point. He, that's after he drank a fifth of Jack. <laughs> so I think he's, he I, I, I just like to imagine. Liquor, that, liquor than beer in the clear. I like to imagine the whole rest of the movie he's drunk. So yeah. let's just, that's, let me have this one. I, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> okay. But um, yeah, so he's sort of realized, shit, I, get, I need to make amends. I need to make this right need to go and start being a better father or a better husband, all that shit. Um, so that's uh, that's where we're at. Yeah. What else are the holidays for if not getting, sh- like, just shit can blackout drunk? And nearly, like, wrecking your family, yeah, your marriage. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what, what Christmas is about. That's, I think that's, that that's in the Bible. <laughs> so um, I will I will guide us on this little adventure, this this last part of the thing. So we pick it up with the Wintertainment Parade, and it is yeah. popping off Yes, there's dude. a Santa marching band, giant menorahs, happy families everywhere. Were you ever in marching band? Oh yeah. Okay. Did some you were, parades you played, in my time. Whole, you played saxophone. I played saxophone, and then uh, my senior year, I played mellophone, which is like a marching version of a French horn. It's valve like instead of rotary valve, like a normal French horn has, is has valves like a trumpet. Okay. But it's a cool. marching French horn. Yeah. I was never, yeah, I was never a, a marching band guy. Apparently this sh- this shit, which makes sense, was filmed like on the Fox backlot in Hollywood. Yeah, it 
Um, they need that weather to be nice. In the hot ass like summer, that. when everyone's wearing like these winter coats and stuff, must have just been brutal. Yeah, I don't like that. But you're we're professionals. The show must go on. Yes. So enter some comic relief in the form of the two local TV news anchors who are like hosting the parade, Gale Force and Liza Tish. Gale Force the weatherman. Yeah. Who was played by a dude named Phil Morris, who was the lawyer Jackie Childs on Seinfeld. Okay. I, mean, I knew he looked familiar. <laughs> yeah. Jackie Childs. The fake, uh, like the fake Johnny. Johnny Cochran, Cochran sort of thing. Yeah. I love Amazing. it. Amazing. Got to fit against the, against the skin like a glove. <laughs> like a glove. So through the glass of a giant snow globe on a passing parade float, we get a shot of Ted pulling up in a minivan with Liz and their sons. Johnny asks if the boys can hop out and stand with their buddy Owen and his dad while Ted yeah. finds parking. Ted and Liz look at each other and they're like, okay. So as the boys get out, we see Ted make a gross face like this could not have gone better. <laughs> yes, um, my plan is going exactly. Back, back out at the parade, we see a section passing where it's like popular toys. People dress in costumes of popular yes. toys and characters of the day, including Ninja Turtles and the Tick. There was Paddington Bear and Gumby and Barbie driving the Corvette. Yeah. And we, and we see the boys push up to the front of the crowd and ain't no Owen. Fucking ain't no liars. Owen. Yeah, what happened to Owen and <laughs> Owen's family? Yeah, he's a fucking liar. Also, shout out Sonic the Hedgehog yeah, was there. it was awesome. A giant, terrifying uh, Cabbage Patch Kid. Ooh, which was, yeah, with the impetus for this in, this entire movie, I guess. Yeah. Um, so the boys spot a personal favorite, we guess, which is the cat in the hat, which warrants like maybe the biggest high five, the most enthusiastic high it five was like, ever. Cat in the hat. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I wanted to be like, fuck yes. Oh, oh. Shit. <laughs> Just like shaking. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Uh, it's just like no no one's ever been so excited to see a Dr. Seuss character ever. <laughs> like, I don't know why. It could have been like anything else, but it, it was the guy that had really got him. Fucking lost their minds. <laughs> Little guys almost died. So, elsewhere, right. Howard, we see Howard's en route. He's in a taxi because he's drunk. Totally. And he, <laughs> and he is, as usual, stuck in terrible traffic. Could you, could you just take 4th Street? Thanks for, and like, thanks for the help. Like, no cab driver likes it when you like that's like telling the, the Uber driver, driver it's like, hey, yeah. can you turn here? Like unless yeah. they ask you, you just shut the fuck up. Um, so the driver says, like, everyone's going to the same place. Hey, you know, Turbo Man's gonna be there. He was amped up for Turbo Man. The everyone's taxi got a Turbo Man boner. So Howard says, Yeah, I know, and then throws some cash at the guy and like bails. So back in the minivan, Ted parks, he immediately starts in on Liz, telling her that he's sorry that she had to go through that back there and offers her some non-alcoholic eggnog. What's some non-alcoholic eggnog? It's so weird. No. What's the point? No one wants non-alcoholic eggnog. That should be a huge clue. She'd have been like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We might have talked about this on a previous, but what do you like to put in your eggnog? I don't, I'm not an eggnog Bourbon. guy under any circumstances. Bourbon or cognac. Yeah, a nice brandy or something mm -hmm. works. Okay. Yeah. I'm a, I'll, I'll hold the eggnog. <laughs> Just give me the. I think eggnog's good. Yeah, I, I can't. It's like. I understand why people don't like it, but. Um, so thick. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Is it girthy? It's like a pack of bologna. <laughs> um, Liz says, you know what? That's fine. And, and he says, you can't hide your feelings from me. Go on. Let it out. Get it out of your system. She's like, no, really, Ted. I'm okay. Uh -huh. It's like, I don't think so. Liz. You're like a lost and frightened fool. I can see it in your eyes. Don't worry. 
Ted's here. He is. My man is dead set on fucking her right there in the wood paneled minivan. Yeah, he like aggressively swats her sun visor mirror thing up to like <laughs> force her to like talk to him. And then he puts his hand behind her head. It was like, weird. This is all stuff that like you. No, 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 no. Do not be touching yeah, people. No. <laughs> um, she hesitantly says, you know, that's sweet of you to say. And then he tells her that she deserves better calling her Lizzie, which Liz does not like. So Lizzie? Yeah. yeah. He says she needs a shoulder to cry on and then like forcibly pulls her close to him and she's like not having it. So we cut to Howard still hoofing it to the parade. Meanwhile, back in the van, Ted tells Liz that they don't, hey, look, we don't have to hide our feelings any longer. Liz is like <laughs> taken aback. Uh-huh. And he says, I don't have to tell Feelings. you. I'm a yeah. very eligible bachelor, and a lot of women would give anything to be in your position. Liz, she would have to be like a little blind to not have seen this coming. Well, she said, she, she, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, agreed. But right? I think maybe she was just, I don't know, like just a male presence for the, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know why she's been entertaining this, why right. she's been putting up with it the whole movie. Like, it seems like trying to be polite and you don't want to make assumptions, but he's pretty been pretty, pretty obvious about it. Yeah, all but like just having the dick out. <laughs> um, and then she's like, oh, gee, I'm such a lucky girl. And uh-huh. just then Howard trots up right in front of the van, sees the scene playing out in front of him. Back in the van, Ted's still going and also creepily like rubbing her shoulder. This shit's all crazy. He's not wrong like about Howard being sort of shitty and yeah. all like that. But it's like he should just go fuck his way through the neighborhood. Yeah, he's got, exactly. Like, Why is he focused on Liz? All these other women who seem to be single and available yeah. and into him. Yeah. And why? he's like, no, no, I got to a- wreck this marriage. I got to fuck this family up. Uh, yeah. He, and he says, for me, it all started months ago at your Labor Day barbecue. <laughs> Remember? And you asked me how to marinate ahi tuna. And I said, all you need is Italian salad dressing. <laughs> that, was some, that is hysterical. And I, all you need is Italian salad dressing. It's just such a weird. Yes, that was the moment yeah, that I, I had knew. to have her. I knew. <laughs> and she is rightfully, visibly uncomfortable. We got to zoom in on Howard getting big mad. He goes to confront them, but runs again right into Motorcycle Cop, who is at the time carrying a, a tray full of like hot piping coffees. Piping hot coffee. Yeah. The hot coffee spills all over the cop's bandaged hands and face. Howard runs off with the cop in pursuit. Back in the minivan, Ted says, enough talk, and goes in for the kiss. No more talk. <laughs> Liz smashes him in the head with the thermos of eggnog and bolts. Elsewhere on the premises, the Motorcycle Cop's closing in on Howard, but runs smack into a parked bus somehow. How the did fuck? that shit happen? I don't know, like right into the back, like he's back of a bus. he's turned into a bumbling idiot. He's apparently fine because we see him moments later still chasing Howard down an alley. But Howard eludes him by running up some stairs and into a back door. The cop looks around, but there's no sign of Howard. Then we get a shot of the cop opening one of the only two doors that Howard could have run through. Uh-huh. He doesn't see Howard hidden behind a stack of boxes some 15 feet in front of him and immediately just like, fuck it. I can't can't waste time. Better go look elsewhere. It was smoky as hell in that yeah, room. Like, I don't know what was happening? happening. So just then a guy with a clipboard pops out of nowhere and grabs Howard. He's like, you, who are you? Are you the guy? Oh, thank God. Hey, we got him, people. So the guy says they're running late and that Howard needs to listen up. He's this dude was Definitely coked out of his yeah, mind. Everyone is. Everyone in this movie is on cocaine. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> so he he is apparently mistaking Howard for someone who knows what the hell is going on right now. He says, 
By now, you must have read all the instructions we sent over, but there are some changes. And he starts rattling through instructions about cutoff valves and nitro fuel and pressure gauges and emergency cutoff switches, all while a team start putting Howard in some sort of costume. Howard's like trying to say you've got the wrong guy, but can't yeah. get an, uh, a word in edgewise. So the clipboard guy just continues talking, pointing out his primary controls, says the helmet has a microphone that's going to alter the voice to the proper tonality. Is that a word? Tonality? Tonality is definitely is a word, okay. but you would just say alter your voice. <laughs> yeah, that's good enough. Tonality is more like is this, is this, does this song have like a consistent tonal center? Is uh, it major, yeah. minor? Is it is it 20th century? Is it sort of like atonal? He's just supposed to be talking like just techno Techno, yeah, techno babble. <laughs> so, and then the guy says, before you say anything, let me just take a moment and speak for everyone when I thank you for filling in for Pete on such short notice. <laughs> it was a total freak accident what happened at rehearsal, and we're confident that we got all the kinks worked out of the system. And you should know, the doctor said Pete actually showed some brain activity this morning. That's a really good sign. That shit was pretty funny. Yeah. Poor Pete. Yeah. With that, the guy gives a big thumbs up and walks away. That dude was awesome. Um, Howard is corralled toward a parade float where a surly dude smoking a cigarette in a booster suit, that's Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. Shit, really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> lays, lays into Howard. He's like, finally, where the hell have you been? Jeez, I've been up here sweating like a dog in a tiny restaurant waiting for uh, your sorry ass to show up. Well, it's showtime. Booster came out swinging with the needlessly like racist, racist Yeah, it's like, oh, God. <laughs> Howard recognizes him and yells, I know you, you're Booster. He's like, yeah, and who the hell do you think you are? Mary Poppins? So handlers shove Howard onto the float, close him inside while he tries to keep telling him that they got the wrong guy. Outside, the parade is reaching orgasm. <laughs> the goofy parade newscasters tell us that the moment we've been waiting for has arrived. Howard, as Turboman, rises up out of the float to his own surprise. Right. As the thousands of people cheer him on, he's kind of in this state of shock, but he's also kind of into it. He somehow managed to not realize that he's dressed as Turbo Man. Yeah, like you can't just look down and see. <laughs> You've been looking at this all day long. He's hammered. Yeah, he's that's hammered. true. He is, he is out he's of his blackout. <laughs> see, that makes this all the more interesting. You should have had hiccups. Though. Oh, my God. Ooh, rough. So Booster tells him, to. he's like, wave, which he does, now fully enjoying the adulation. He's like, this is cool. So in the crowd, Jake Lloyd does his best to impersonate a human child being excited by Turbo Man <laughs> and points him out to Liz as she walks in. Look, Mom, Turbo Man. So Howard, his attention boner getting bigger and bigger, spots Jamie in the crowd and exchanges a special slow motion Turbo Man salute. Right. Action cuts back to the goofy parade announcers who tell us that Turbo Man will now select one special child from the audience to receive a special edition Turbo Man figure. Right on cue, the special edition Turbo Man doll, which is Fucking enormous yeah. rises up out of the float. I mean, it is like the length of our. It's Arnold's leg. It's yeah, it's that big. Like a thirty-two inch turbo all, man. Yeah, Thirty-four all inch. All the turbo kids man. in the crowd shit themselves. <laughs> Everyone's dead. I started. I looked into it, and they did release a real turbo man doll, like to coincide with the release of the movie. Like two hundred thousand of them available only in WalMarts or something like that. I haven't looked into eBay like purchasing one, but I don't think that's going to happen for me. I just can't. I can't justify it. I've got um, my Jack Slater. You know, I've got my Jack yeah, Slater no. well, over it here. It depends on what they're asking for it. 
So I'll look into it. They might have a lot of boosters. Daddy will handle this for you, my son. <laughs> Nobody wants a booster. Yeah, so we're going to we get into this shit. We don't want booster side, we hate you. <laughs> this, yes. the, the fever pitch that people like like building in the booster hatred camp it's in this like movie, like, like, instrument, <laughs> like incrementally grows the whole movie, is like one of the more brilliant touches of the movie. That he becomes more and more unpopular the longer the movie goes on. So anyway... Booster tells Howard to pick up the giant toy. Howard is dumbfounded to finally be holding this unwieldy Turbo Man doll. Yeah. He even caresses, then hugs the damn thing. <laughs> then with a triumphant, yes, he holds the figure up like the sword of Grayskull and waves it around. The crowd further loses its mind. Then there's a series of weird cuts, including one woman dressed in bronze lame and carrying grain. Okay, sure. And then we see the cop, the motorcycle cop, waving, and I guess he's part of a police float yeah, that's he's, just up ahead. He's given up on the search for Howard, I guess, and he's jumped on the float. There, and then there's one cop, I guess, doing flips on a trampoline on the float? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> How does that work? I don't know. The shit was crazy. That this, police float was nuts. That it's, it is like right in front of the Turbo Man it's marching police, band. Police worship it going is. on. It yeah. is, absolutely. So then we cut back to a still-waving Howard. Booster interrupts the big moment and tells him to get ready because D Dementor is going to attack soon. We cut to a rooftop. We see the Dementor actor surveying the scene and getting ready for his big moment, but then he gets jumped by an unseen assailant. Who could it be? Back on the float, Booster says that Howard needs to hurry and pick the lucky kid. Howard looks around and stares in Jamie's direction. Jamie and Johnny argue over who he's actually looking at. Then Howard points, still unclear to everyone as to who he's pointing at. But just then, a disembodied hand turns the mic volume up just in time for Howard to call out, Jamie! Good a voice, timing on that. Yeah. A voice that's unmistakably Howard Langston. Yes. It's a heavy Austrian accent. <laughs> Jamie! Jamie! Jamie in, in disbelief. All that matters now is Jamie. <laughs> all, all that matters now is Jamie. Jenny. Jamie in disbelief says, he knows my name. Uh -huh. Johnny and Liz also cannot believe it. Was there even a reason to show the hand on the switchboard, like turning up the volume? I, Did it even matter? I guess just so what that it's all of a sudden like, oh, the sound's up. I, I, I don't mind the yeah, it was a, turning it, was a, it up, but it's like it would have made more sense if they shown like the producer guy be like, get the volume on. Turn his mic on. Yeah, it was just odd. So, odd edit. Yeah, so meanwhile, up on the roof, we see that someone's been bound and gagged with a tinsel boa, and, and someone else is putting on the Dementor costume. Uh -huh. Back outside, the parade announcers say that Turbo... Wait, would... would this is Myron. Yeah. yeah we we'll always say it's Myron. We don't would see... He go, would he even... Why would he go through the trouble of putting the Dementor suit on? I think on? he's just crazy. He's gone, he's gone full-blown crazy yeah, at this time? he's just insane. So, what even prompted him to go and attack Dementor? Uh, I think he wanted the costume. I, but we don't know. We he can't know why. Know He's it. insane. I feel like he doesn't even really know that Howard's on the float or no, He's been following him. Okay. He's, he's been, been watching him all around. closely. Yeah, he's been following okay. him, watching him from the shadows. <laughs> so um, back outside, the parade announcers say that Turbo Man's chosen a winner. Liz tells Jamie to go ahead and run up on the float, which he does. Get your ass <laughs> up on that moving float. Yeah, son. Jump onto that moving vehicle. And as he does, he still hasn't recognized this man who's clearly his father, even after he says... Merry Christmas, Jamie, and hands him the toy. Booster was crying. Yeah, Liz and Booster are 
fucking ecstatic. Yeah, he is he is six inches away from his dad and yeah, does and not he's like, recognize and Jamie's him. like, how did you know my name? <laughs> then Howard, like an idiot, almost reveals that he's his dad, which would have caused a giant shit show right there in the middle of yeah. the street. But before he can spill the beans, we see a rope and grappling hook sling around a light pole. Grappling, grappling hooks, hook, baby. <laughs> and That's my shit. And Myron zip lines down to the float. He's like has the Dementor suit on. He's um when the when he lands, like the crowd boos. Myron gives them like a fuck off hand gesture and yells at them. He's like, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> the the parade hosts are confused. <laughs> Myron turns to Jamie and says to hand over the doll and nobody gets hurt. Howard's shocked to see that it's Myron. Myron says, That's right, turtle man. Thought you could outsmart me, didn't you? So Did while- he did he so he knew it was Howard on the float before he ziplined in? Oh yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. He's been watching. We need some cuts of him lurking. Yeah. But anyway. I think it's like he's gone full supervillain. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm so with it. While Let's while roll. Myron continues to blab, Howard sticks the huge action figure in Jamie's backpack, which I don't think is gonna fit, then tells him <laughs> to stand back. Howard tells Myron that he's taken this too far, but Myron says, I'm not going home without that doll. I'm not going home without that doll. <laughs> so Booster steps in, tells Myron's like, hey, man, you're going off script. And he's like, you know what? <laughs> Nobody likes you, Booster. And he punches the shit out of Booster off the float. And in the maybe one of the most hilarious bits of the movie is like, asshole kids immediately swarm poor Booster, affirming. He's like, we hate you, Booster. That was wild. They were beating the shit out of him. <laughs> no one likes you, Booster. <laughs> I hate you, Booster. I it's swear, like- <laughs> I could swear one of those kids dropped like a homophobic slur as he was doing it as i was listening i'm like is that did he say what i think he oh said? man i didn't catch that but i just i thought that the like the booster hatred throughout the movie is like one of the funnier parts to me <laughs> they paid off well it is it's a, it's a growing hatred <laughs> yeah, of just like they want like to they want to burn him by the end so anyway a startled jamie um runs but myron chases him down grabs him howard tells him to leave the kid alone but myron's not hearing any of that Ta-ta, turtle man, Myron says, and shoots a projectile fist at Howard that knocks him silly, just like in the TV show in the opening. The crowd boos. I'm not sure how the physics of the hand works since he gets the projectile hand back and it seems like he's like screwed it on, but it's just his normal hand. It was like, yeah. That, it's that, actually, that yeah, work. That, that's, like, that's not a thing that is a thing. There's a lot that's going to happen here <laughs> yeah, that you're this, like, what? This, There's yeah. a functioning <laughs> turtle man jetpack? Yeah, that shit still doesn't... Like, they've just now gotten to the point where there are jetpacks in operation now. Okay. Like, some, like, ranger services are using them to, oh, like, yeah. can fly up mountains and shit to get to people. That's amazing. It's badass. Okay. So, anyway, Jamie urges Turboman to shoot Dementor with his turbo dicks. Hey, man, <laughs> I have a special delivery for you. So, <laughs> Howard hits a button on the costume and metal discs. I love discs. the idea of fans in the audience, like, looking at each other like... Myron? Who's Myron? Yeah, what? <laughs> why is he calling? Why is he calling Dementor Myron? Yeah, so he starts like action figure <laughs> shooting discs at this guy out of his gauntlets, and I guess they added in all the spark effects in post because oh, it all looked these, terrible. Like, yeah, it looked awful. <laughs> so Myron is because also probably like it sounds supposed to sound like metal, but I'm sure it just in live is like. <laughs> <laughs> so. Can he move like me? <laughs> Okay, can he, can he move like this? <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Sloan, what the she fuck? wants to make gonna, it with a champ. She, wants to make, she doesn't want my money. She wants to make it with the champ. Oh, oh kickboxer. <laughs> yeah, Shout out to kickboxer. If you, can, he move like, if you, can he move like mayonnaise? 
Can he move like two people <sighs> lathered up in mayonnaise fucking? <laughs> oh, that sound effect needs to be in every Go movie. Go watch Kickboxer. Yeah. Listen to our Kickboxer yeah, series in the back catalog. catalog. Maybe. I don't know if it's on the last of the Action Heroes podcast network, but if not, find it on our main feed. You've done yourselves a great disservice by not listening uh, to that already. Kickboxer, what uh, all time. That's was, my favorite movie. He was kicking the thing like this, and the poster was falling down. <laughs> So, Myron gets knocked down by the turbo discs. Dude, there was this cutaway of Liz where she was, like, visibly moistening. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's like, getting wetter and wetter. Sploosh. Uh, JB runs back up to his dad, uh, who he doesn't know is his dad. Howard says he's going to take Jamie back to his mother, but just then Dementor's demon team, who are all dressed like Power Rangers, yeah, totally. pop out of the float and subdue Turbo Man. Jamie tries to make a run for it again, but Myron steps in his way. Jamie kicks him in the dick and crawls under him. The crowd <laughs> is loving it. Dude, Jamie had those karate skills, too. Like He yeah. probably I fucking just like wrecked those testicles. Going for my, what, is his orange belt or green belt? I can't remember. The purple belt. Purple, yeah, the purple belt. Purple, he needed that purple belt. That's right, because his dad, this is so cool. Ooh, this is very cool. So, meanwhile, the demon team actors seem mad that Turbo Man doesn't remember the fight hey, choreography. Yeah, hey. So, they just, like, are beating the shit out of him uh, to spite, out of spite. So, Jamie jumps off the float. Myron pursues knocking. He's, like, pushing people down. Yeah. Like, knocking people over. I... I love, I absolutely love when he knocks the dude in the present costume. I was like, get out of my way, box. <laughs> yes, dude. I, Sinbad was saving I, us. I, I, I like audibly <laughs> guffawed watching it. He's like, get out of my way, box. <laughs> that shit was funny as hell. So back on the float, Howard starts thrashing the demon team. Yeah, dude. We, we see, was, I imagine he's like legit breaking fuck, bones, like yeah, snapping fuck these arms. <laughs> so then we see Myron chasing Jamie through the crowd, up some bleachers, then up a fire escape. Why? What was Jamie's instinct? Is not to run back to mom. Yeah, run to your parents. But to climb the nearest ladder. Yeah, just run to an adult. Yeah. And say, he's trying to there's hurt a, me. A, a, there's a float full of policemen right yeah, in just front of you. a few feet away. <laughs> so Liz tries to help Jamie, but a different policeman steps, like stops her saying, don't worry, man, it's all part of the show. Liz says the little boy's her kid. And then he's not part of the show. And then the cop's like, oh, wow. And it like shoves the cop aside. Oh, well, that's a horse of a different color. <laughs> Why didn't you say so before? Why did you say so before? <laughs> so Howard, in another feat of strength, finishes off the demon team. But at that moment, he sees that Myron's chased Jamie on top of a fucking building. It seems that Jamie has run out of real estate. Myron tells him to fork over the toy. But Jamie says, fuck that, and climbs even higher up on some <laughs> scaffolding that's propping up a giant, like, decorative steel Christmas tree. Um, down on the ground, the parade host urged Turbo Man to fly to the child's rescue. Use your jetpack! Yeah, on cue, little joysticks pop out, like, as if independent of Howard. No, he didn't do anything. Yeah, it's like, they're, oh, fuck. But it's the Doing. same joysticks that were used earlier to, like, shoot the some yeah. other thing. Yeah. I'm like, this is the mechanics of the suit. It, yeah, it's, like, it's got a mind of its own. It's like the the oh, greatest smart, American hero. What was that thing? No, there was someone else. Who, like it's like Iron Man's suit or something. Like it's oh, just yeah, yeah. got AI built into it or some shit. Yeah. So Howard, we guess, hits the right button and the jetpack has ignition, and then there's a lot of flame shooting out of it. It's which, turbo. Time. Yeah, but it's like there's a lot of fire. Absolutely, dude. Like, um, pink flame, and it would have like burned his pants up. I'm confident. <laughs> anyway, like first degree burns. 
His leg's just gone. <laughs> yes. So Howard tries to deliver the catchphrase, it's turbo time, but instead launches himself into the air where he starts immediately like spiraling out of control. He's drunk. Do you like the movie Rocketeer? <laughs> yeah. That movie was awesome. Jennifer Connelly, always Ooh, a fan. Man, that movie was really good. It is. It was really like good. a Timothy great Dalton. secret Nazis. Like, what more could you like, want? Like Art Deco, like that time period. Yeah. Was really, that, really good There had to be big people behind that. Like... It wasn't a George Lucas production or anything, was it? I don't it? think so. I, 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 I vaguely so remember it being good. like a touchstone picture or something it's like so that. It's so good. That movie is awesome. Anyway, it's not this movie. Whatever happened to Rocketeer, the actor? Did he have much of a career the after that? The guy playing Cliff? You know, I've wondered that. I think he's done a bunch of TV. He had a Brendan no. Fraser sort of thing, like just but more dashing, ruggedly, ruggedly handsome. Yeah. yeah, but Brendan Fraser in like Mummy era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, when yeah. he was that sort of dashing, swashbuckling Dude had hero. skills. Like yeah. I wonder why he, was, he didn't have a bigger yeah. Hollywood career. That's why I wonder. But anyway. But I think he does. He's done a lot of TV, I think. We should do Rocketeer. If you're that handsome, yeah, someone's going to put you in front of a camera. Definitely. Well, they did. That movie's really good. So anyway, Howard flies way too high before he hits the kill switch and starts plummeting back to Earth. Like he was in low Earth orbit atmosphere. Not so really, they, but like, they gave what like at, best was gonna be, at best was going to be an actor, though. They gave him like a like a fully functioning rocket pack to wear. Yeah. I wonder what was what was the choreography supposed to be of this of this? He, I bet was he, he going to fly supposed, around? I bet he was supposed to just like in, um, when RoboCop three he had the jetpack. <laughs> I bet he was supposed to just hover above the ground, fly a few around feet, just a little bit, a few dozen feet, shoot the discs maybe, <laughs> yeah. and then it's over. That's all it was supposed to be. Okay. Instead, <laughs> he's like he's gone full Rocket Man. Yeah, he's flying around the upper like levels, way above the skyscrapers and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's like several thousand feet in the air. And starts plummeting to Earth when he hits the kill switch. Somehow, as he's free-falling, he launches himself again, zooms all around the Twin Cities, nearly crashing into several buildings in the process before he says, I think I'm getting the hang of this. He tries to buzz the tower where Jamie's waiting with outstretched hands, but just misses. And thank God, because he would have been flying around with, like, Jamie's bloody arm in his hand. (laughs) He'd have ripped it out of his socket if he'd flown by at that speed and grabbed it. It dismembered his own child. I like that the big, like, the climactic, exciting musical score was just the main theme of the movie, like, played at time and a half speed. Yeah. It was like, just play the shit faster. Yeah, just Same shit, play it fast. Yeah. <laughs> the, dude, the special effects were fucking terrible well, yeah. during all this. I'm like, this was the era that you could do it good if you spent any money. Well, they spent all the money on Arnold, so. Uh, probably. Yeah. Right? And Jake Lloyd. Jake, no, no, hell no. no. They didn't pay Jake one. <laughs> they gave him like uh, Twinkies or yeah. Oreos or yeah. something. So, um, distracted, Howard crashes back through the parade, nearly killing several people. Ain't no way those people could dodge him, and dozens <laughs> and dozens would have died if he'd hit them. Uh-huh. If he'd hit them, they would've been dead. Like, he would have flown through their bodies. Uh-huh. So he finally manages to ride himself and gain a little altitude to get out of the crowd, but he flies into a banner and gets slung like a tetherball exactly, around the light pole. Exactly, dude. It was like tetherball, <laughs> that old playground shit. And he finally snaps the line holding the banner, gets flung through a window and into a building where he wrecks family Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so this family, like, sitting down to eat dinner. They're, like, praying. Which I'm like, I feel like if you lived in that swanky little condo or whatever that was, you probably are like watching the parade come by. Yeah. At that time, unless you just don't 
give a fuck about it. Yeah, but yeah, they were sitting weird. down for dinner, praying fuck their whole shit up. Yeah, he he flies in one window and out the other side of their apartment. Then he plows directly into a brick wall and just teeters like an arrow that's gotten stuck in a target in a cartoon. Like yeah, he hit that thing full speed into a brick wall he, and he's fine. His neck, like his whole body, would have shattered, splattered. <laughs> so it is. It's it's like Wiley e. Coyote hitting the side of a cliff. Is exactly what it's like. And I cannot stress in strong enough terms how bad the special effects. Yeah, were they are terrible. During all this, and not just because this is like '90s. It's just they're they're like even for '90s. Like, no, movies like was, Rocketeer had amazing special yeah, effects. Movies that were ten years older than this looked better than this. Yeah. So somehow he gets himself going again, only this time straight at the ground. Fortunately, he hits the kill switch and just like gently lands. But still, cla- oh, yeah, but you still break bones, break your you neck. Would, he would broken have. Broken collarbone. And oh, I mean, when I say gently, it's like he's, he's seemingly no worse for wear, whereas if he'd actually fallen that height, he would have like, been, yeah, killed, broken back, wouldn't have been able to stand up. So anyway... Up on top of the building, Myron, as Myron closes in on Jamie, the cable supporting the big steel Christmas tree decoration thing, they start to snap and the scaffolding, like they're pulling up sections of the building that That's they're just attached shitty to. engineering. Yeah, I'm right like, there. what? what this is- thing I felt like was going to tip over whether there were people on it or not. <laughs> so the Christmas tree tips over, leaving Jamie and Myron dangling 100 feet over the street below. Myron's still trying to grab the toy. Fucking psycho. Yes. Howard... Starts to come to, gets to his feet, looks up and terrified to see Jamie hanging on for dear life. Jamie calls out. He's like, use your turbo ring. <laughs> Howard produces a boomerang from his boot and chucks it at Myron. It misses and flies past. Myron laughs defiantly, grabs the turbo man doll from Jamie's backpack. And while he's celebrating, the turbo ring comes back around, nails him in the head, which causes him to lose his grip and fall with the toy. Fortunately, he cradles the toy so it won't break. <laughs> And his fall gets broken by the parade float, which would still uh-huh. probably have resulted in some like major body damage. Absolutely. I like the idea just that that Howard is like taking his advice from seven year old Jamie, who's under the impression that he's the real turbo yeah. man. He's like, OK, the kid says Chuck the turbo ring. I got to do it, yeah. man. No one's hurt, though. Not in this movie. Not at all. Yeah. Myron rejoices that he still has turbo man but is immediately surrounded by cops with guns drawn, led, of course, by our familiar motorcycle cop. Uh, while all this they're bullshit... Either, well, at this point, so they're aware this is now not part of the show? Yeah. Or they're just that racist that they're just like... <laughs> Both. Uh, I don't know well, about this Dementor, well, black Dementor? Yeah, no, the, no, no, no. I was told Dementor is white. <laughs> I've watched the show. This ain't Dementor. Yeah, exactly. So one of the producers like, that dude's black. <laughs> Get him. Get him. <laughs> so, yeah, motorcycle cop leads the charge while all this bullshit's happening. Jamie's been dangling from the tree still. He finally loses his grip and falls. Not to worry, though, because Howard, now an expert with jetpacks, takes flight and catches Jamie before he hits the ground. How can Turbo Man both operate the joysticks needed to fly the jetpack <laughs> and catch someone? And it seems like it's got to be one or the other because you can't hold someone and be operating the joysticks that you need to fly yeah. the pack. One or the other. You can't push the gas pedal if you got something in your hands in this situation, I'm right? With you. No, absolutely. 
<laughs> the physics of it are all fucked up. This is some bullshit. Unless there's like a like a switch on the leaf blower where you, you just hit, like you land you, safely. <laughs> if I take my hands off the thing, then it just reverts to land safely mode. Oh my god! So anyway, the crowd on the ground goes wild, and Jamie says, "Thanks, Turbo Man. I knew you'd save me. You can always count on me." Still doesn't know it's his dad. Yeah, you're like you know what his face looks like. You You've looked face? at your dad's face before, he right? He sounds. 99% the same. Even with the voice modified to the proper tonality? <laughs> like, you could tell that's not... Like, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Anyway. It's not not it's not not your dad. Yeah. Howard returns Jamie safely to Liz, who also doesn't seem to notice her husband standing in front of her. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, it's like a whole Clark Kent Superman thing going on. Jamie thinks the whole ordeal was the coolest thing ever, but laments that his dad wasn't here to see it. He's like, but he didn't come, and it's all my fault. He's mad at me. We had a fight on the phone, and I kind of yelled at him. It's like, oh. oh, my God. This poor kid is also, like, in some sort of victim state where he's blaming himself <laughs> for his like, no, dad's no, no, bullshit. No, son, your dad's a total fucking a, skis. His dad's so neglectful that he's like, it's my fault. No, no, no your dad's a sack of shit. <laughs> Howard assures Jamie that his dad isn't mad and that he loves him more than anything in the world. This comment gets Liz's attention. Howard then whips out the Turbo Man helmet to reveal his true identity. Jamie is amazed. Liz is instantly horny. <laughs> you two mean more to me than anything. I'm so sorry I haven't shown that lately. I know I've been neglecting both of you, but no more. I love you. I love you both. Oh, and just like that, all is forgiven. Yeah. Oh, Christmas. It's a Christmas miracle. If you can't forgive it this time of year, when can you? So just then an eggnog-soaked Ted comes wandering up. Johnny tells him that Jamie's dad's Turbo Man. Ted seems to get nervous and drags Johnny away. Johnny asks what happened and tells him he smells like barf. That's weird. Does yeah. eggnog smell like Not, funky? It doesn't smell it, like barf. But if it gets like hot, then I, maybe. Sit, I don't know. But Has it hasn't even been, been that long. Out? I don't need, I don't know. It's don't definitely know like refrigerator temperatures outside. Yeah, like ostensibly... Maybe only 10 minutes have passed this entire time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Max. So back with the Langstons, the motorcycle cop approaches Jamie, presents him with the deluxe Turbo Man doll that Myron took from him. I think this is yours or some type shit. The cop tells Howard, whose back is turned, that they sure could use someone like him on the force. Um, yeah, that's an odd moment for the cop. Yeah. He's at, a hell of a day, yeah. this guy. At first, Howard seems scared, but then seems to quickly get an idea and a way to get out of his numerous run-ins with law enforcement throughout the day. Whips around, thanks the officer, saying, I'll keep that in mind. Oh, I'm sorry about the bike and the coffee and the bus and the box. <laughs> the the cop is dumbfounded. I like to imagine <laughs> another universe in which the cop is the star of his own movie. Yeah. Like, this is his last day <laughs> on the job, <laughs> in retirement know, and all this shit's happening. Yeah. Or but he's got cancer. I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> This is, this this is his last day. He's, yeah. he's going to have like one last day, boring day on the force and then commit suicide. I'm going to just be in the parade. It's like, no, <laughs> now I'm like getting caught up in all these hijinks. Uh, we should remake this movie starring the cop. Starring the cop. <laughs> um, Bar anyway, he is, he's dumbfounded. Just then, other cops drag Myron past. Myron is asking how he's supposed to look his son in the eye after failing to get a turbo man. Mm. Jamie has a miniature crisis of conscience looks at the toy, then walks up and offers Myron the doll. Myron's amazed. Howard's like, but do you have 
any fucking idea what I went through to get that. <laughs> yeah, right. And Myron thanks Jamie and says, this is going to make my son really happy. Then he Ooh. apologizes for near, nearly killing Jamie on the roof. I hope it fills the void of not having a dad for the next however many years yeah. this dude's going to be well, in at least jail. He's have a, he, well, he'll have the toy and he'll end up a billionaire, so it'll be fine. I don't think, yeah, Myron, oh my God, he's going to jail for a long yeah, this time, is, This man. is not... Not, he's gonna die in prison. Yeah, probably. Myron, or get like, killed. He's got like ten counts of attempted murder of a police officer for the over the bomb shit. In addition attempted to kidnapping, attempted a, assault. In addition to what, yeah, whatever else went on at the parade. Like this is yeah. He's he's gonna die in jail. Attempted yeah, attempted kidnapping. Anyway, Jamie replies with a, "It's cool." It's cool. All is forgiven. It's Christmas. Howard says he thought Jamie wanted a Turbo Man more than anything. And Jamie says, I don't need the doll. I got the real Turbo Man at home. Corny. That's what she said. Oh. Um, Liz is letting bystanders know that Turbo Man is her man. Mm -hmm. Then the crowd of adoring fans hoist Howard on their shoulders and carry him away. That's my dad, says What is Jamie. this? Is this like Rudy or something? This is so fucking weird. Why wouldn't Howard have been like, no, I need to stay here with my family. They're carrying him away. And, and he's like, he salutes Jamie as he's being carried off and he waves to the crowd. It's like, fuck a family. This rules. <laughs> yes. Even Myron's gritting like an idiot before going to jail for life and having the Turbo Man doll <laughs> entered as evidence, probably. <laughs> oh, yeah, or right. stolen by a high-ranking Minneapolis police officer. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so Absolutely. we fade to black on Arnold's <laughs> goofy mug and the credits roll. But in a post credit scene, long before post credit scenes were flashy right we find ourselves back at home with the langstons where howard is finally putting the star his star on his christmas tree liz hugs and kisses him and says everything he went through that day really shows how much he loves jamie Mm. then she says that if he was if you're willing to go through all that trouble for just a present then i can't wait to see what you got me (sighs) zoom in on howard's terrified face the sequel Langston versus Langston writes itself. <laughs> yeah. he, I wish that he just said, you get this dick. <laughs> yeah. Movie end. Right. <laughs> the end. Your hard, present was in the... Cut to hardcore sex. <laughs> your, your diamond necklace, that's what he said, was somethings, in... <laughs> 240-somethings just railing each other. <laughs> Reverse cowgirl. All of it. They got the burn Wiseman nativity oh, thing. Like I saw here. a thing on Twitter recently about like said something about sixty nine, and he's like, "Who's in this much of a hurry?" That <laughs> you like, we got to multitask this. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Who's in that? We got to pleasure each other simultaneously. What? It's got to happen. <laughs> we don't have time to switch. We have up. a reservation. <laughs> Game of Thrones starts in ten minutes. Damn it. <laughs> Oh man, that's that movie. Absolutely, dude. Uh, as said, as I've said, I, I think it's a brilliant premise for a movie. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of fun. I was surprised it hadn't been made before, but then I saw it turned out Fox got sued by somebody saying they actually had written this script before. Yeah. And and uh yeah, this person said they'd written a script about two moms that were battling over an action figure, which would have actually been badass if it was like that two been, women. That would have been very cool. In the lead, whatever. But had submitted the script to Fox like two years earlier. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Fox ultimately lost that lawsuit and was ordered to pay the person like a $1.5 million right. over it all. Yeah, he, he had sued him for more. But then, yeah, there was like, they, like they ordered down. it more. But then... 
But then the course, like the there was like a countersuit or something where Fox was like, no, 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 that's way too much. Well, no, they said like we 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 had already paid for a different premise, like other than this guy's, and okay. the case got completely thrown out. Oh, so, I don't know. They had to pay them some money in the end. This person, whoever wrote their original plan, whatever. But yeah, some like, school teacher, some yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it was, a, but it is a great premise for a film. Why, a total article of its of its time. Why did this movie cost seventy five million dollars to make? I mean, I think twenty went to Arnold. That's so fucking much money, man. But even then, it's like, I mean, the special effects were shitty, as we mentioned, and the movie's so damn short. I don't see how it costs that much. Like I can't, for the life of me, fathom why it costs. I still, so much. yeah, even with twenty million to Arnold, that still seems like a lot. Because they're like, I mean, it's most special effects were terrible. It's people running and jumping. They they didn't build any massive set. Was it for like the Power Rangers knockoff parts of the movie, like that part, or maybe it was the parade? We maybe there were a shit ton of extras in this movie. Yeah, I guess that was a big set piece. The ending, the very end. That I don't parade. know, and and all the scenes at toy stores were kind of like maybe they had to pay. Maybe they had to pay Mall of America thirty million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> 50 million and 20 million to Arnold and the other five is, is what we got. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But um, yeah, I can't help but think though, to me, like just how much better the movie could have been if maybe you had a real funny man in the lead instead of Arnold. Cause this just isn't really his, it's not an action house. movie. No, it should have like Vince Vaughn would kill in the remake of this movie. I was, I was looking at who was big stars at the time and like fucking Robin Williams would have killed. This would have been great. Uh, or I mentioned earlier, Tim Allen would have killed. Even Steve Martin, somebody like that would have been great yeah. in a movie like this. Like your guy who's gonna play, yeah, just the or Dan Aykroyd, uh, Bill fucking, Murray would have been great in something. Yeah, like this. any any number of people I think could have made this a more funny movie than what we wound up with was like a comedy that had some great some great laughs. Thanks, Sinbad. A, a lot of not great, and then they tried to shoehorn a lot of action in. I think because it was Arnold. You yeah. got to have a big duke out at the Santa factory right. and, uh, <laughs> and then a big like, final act that's a lot of special effects and action. And the special effects were shitty. Yeah, man. So, yeah, we've talked about how this was based allegedly on the Cabbage Patch Kid doll craze of the 80s, but also uh -huh. resembles Tickle Me Elmo of 1996, but also Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles. Can, I can remember those being those, yeah, unfindable toys of the moment in their respective years. Yeah. Um, movie... Made its money and then some. Yeah. It was like uh, 130. 100, that's what I read. Yeah. It was like the 25th highest grossing movie of the year, which is like whatever. Respectable. Uh, we talked about some other 96 movies. That was a strong year for well, blockbusters. I mean, just the first weekend, this movie opened number four behind Star Trek First Contact, mm. Space Jam, and Ransom. Ooh. Being up against Space Jam was probably a bad news for Hard. this movie. Yeah, that was like, why? Move it. Move it back a week or something. This was a strong uh, year, too. Like, number one movie of the year was Independence Day. Like, huge. Right? And Twister and the first Mission Impossible and The Rock were at, like, the top four movies of the year or something like that. But um, Eraser was also out that year. Other action <laughs> flicks were Broken Arrow and Executive You've Decision. You've just been erased. <laughs> Movie premiered, though, November 96 at the Mall of America was the big premiere. It would make sense. Yeah. There was a straight-to-video sequel made starring Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, my God. It had to be just the fuck? absolute dog shit. 
I wonder if it was just the same plot over again. I don't know how it's a sequel if it's different actors. Jingle yeah, all the way two. Yeah, I don't know. Well, like Home Alone three or whatever it was was a completely different family. Oh yeah, it was like his cousin or something. Did they do yet another? Has there been another Home Alone made? Perhaps they need to do a Home Alone where Kevin's grown up and he leaves his family oh, on purpose to go visit his, his secret family. <laughs> they make it darker. Home Alone, absolutely, because he's, he's a he's a drug addict. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> and he killed his house. Family. He's in a crack he's house. He's home alone because he killed them all. You broke into some other family's home, murdered <laughs> and he, everyone. And he's oh, he's holding them hostage. <laughs> oh shit! He's we alone. Definitely, we should definitely write this. Write this down. Write this <laughs> write idea this down. down. The bourbon is talking. Is speaking through me. <laughs> so um, we love to talk about uh, what the critics of the time said about it. Roger Ebert gave it Ebert Ebert. <laughs> Roger Ebert. <laughs> Gave the film two and a half stars, out writing of, that out of four, out of five. It, I think I don't know it's what his was. four stars, right? I okay. can't remember how the the Cisco and Ebert. That's how I would describe system. this movie: just perfectly mediocre. He said he liked it a lot. He said I liked a lot of the movie. He thought it had energy and humor, which would have mass audience appeal. But he was disappointed by the relentless materialistic view of Christmas and by the choice to go with action and violence over dialogue and plot. Fair. Which which we all those yeah, fair we points. completely agree with, and I I would agree with the shouldn't I guess in the end the kid Jamie did give up the toy yeah but it really should have been some sort some sort of realizing the real meaning of Christmas is not about just getting this gift right you know and they didn't really accomplish that it's so about, I'm with Roger yeah definitely I agree with his assessment 100 percent because I keep thinking about movies like trading places and that this this movie could have had a similar vibe a similar feel to like the trading places like i just for whatever reason i could i could see those movies having a similar like atmosphere about them where it didn't uh -huh. need to be about action but it, it was more about like just people running around and trying to figure things out and like yeah it could have had a much more like gritty like but i guess they were trying to make a kid-friendly thing, plus they had a fucking action figure that they wanted to sell. I, I would guess. have loved if this movie had gone darker, though, because it would have, it could have been really, like, yeah. good. I mean, you didn't have to go, like, hard R or anything, but it just could have been a little or darker. Or, like, Scrooged. Yeah. Like, some of my favorite Christmas Scrooge movies are, like, darker. They're, like, yeah. darker Christmas movies. And they can still be funny. Yeah. And still be a classic. Yeah, just this was, they were going cartoonish on this. Big time. Like cartoonish, like as close to G-rated as we can get it. It's like the, the next step would have been animating it. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, they were about that. They were trying to sell toys and that was, you know, I'm sure the merchandising and the, the product tie-ins at whatever I can't McDonald's remember or something anything were probably about, off the hook. Yeah, I can't remember, like, what, was there a big presence with we, McDonald's? Was there, was there think, a commemorative Happy Meal? We were probably a hair too old to, like, be the target audience for this. Yeah, 96, we were teenagers. Yeah, God, yeah we were in high school. This is probably a movie for 10-year-olds. Mm -hmm. Like, this was the shit, I'm sure. Yeah. I guess that's probably another reason why I wasn't, like, nah. beating a path to the... Movie yeah, I didn't see, see it, it until the last year or so. Yeah. But it got some killer laughs. Yeah. Some genuinely, if you put a Sinbad hate you, Booster. and a Phil Hartman, like, cast legitimately funny people in there, they can't help but just, like, yeah. nail some of yeah. the scenes. Yeah. 
It was, it had some very, very, I would say that the movie was good in spite of Arnold. He got to. That, that was. That shit was amazing. He, is, he got to. <laughs> that's, that's the shit that sticks with me. Yeah, it is so good. Because it wasn't even true. No. Like, he was a bastard as he well. Was you know? He was totally lying. To. Just start a fucking riot. <laughs> he was trying to start the race war. <laughs> oh, shit. He would have been shot in the. Yeah, they would have shot him in the mall. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm glad we talked about it. We yeah. did it. It is an entry in Arnold's uh, catalog. Definitely, <laughs> and definitely worth watching. It's something that as I was watching it, I was like, I'm glad to have seen this. A blind taste test. I feel like you show this movie to any ten year old, and they would think it was a, a riot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you show it to an adult, and it's like, what's not to love with the, about the reindeer drinking beer? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, thanks for oh. taking the journey with me, John. And oh, man. All, thanks for thanks for uh, queuing this one up. This is a good one. All of our listeners, we appreciate it. Uh, Dame, Dame Judy, we hope we hope you have a happy new year. Stick Daniel with Davis. us. We're gonna be doing some fun things, I'm sure, in the new year. Yeah, baby. So, uh, everybody, until then, stay safe. Have a happy holidays, and we'll we'll be back. Santa, I make my runs about the break of day. They call me back, though, Santa. I make my runs about the break of day.